This is President Donald Trump, and you are listening to the Real World Champion. The one, the only, Matthew Klein Cater. This man is internationally known. This man defeated over 500 individuals to win a multi-sport competition. This man made a UFC champion hide in the closet. Listen to UFC President Dana White discuss Matthew Klein Cater versus Cody Garbrandt in 2017. I actually thought Cater was going to be too big, too strong, and hit too hard for him. And Cater, you know, proved that, that, that he's one of the best guys in the world. And, um, and he's ready to, to go to that next level. This man is Matthew Klein Cater. From your fans in the USA here is Matthew Klein Cater. From your Aussie fans here is Matthew Klein Cater. Matthew Klein Cater. From your British fans here is Matthew Klein Cater. Matthew Klein Cater. From your Dutch fans here is Matthew Klein Cater. From your French fans here is Matthew Klein Cater. Matthew Klein Cater. From your German fans here is Matthew Klein Cater. Matthew Klein Cater. From your Italiano fans here is Matthew Klein Cater. We also love Duke Capone. From your Japanese fans here is Matthew Klein Cater. From your Turkish fans here is Matthew Klein Cater. Matthew Klein Cater. From your Korean fans here is Matthew Klein Cater. From your Spanish fans here is Matthew Klein Cater. Matthew Klein Cater. From your Latin America fans here is Matthew Klein Cater. Matthew Klein Cater. From your Indian fans here is Matthew Klein Cater. Matthew Klein Cater. From your Brazilian fans here is Matthew Klein Cater. And now, introducing the champion, fighting out of the red corner. This man is a bodybuilder, holding an undefeated professional record of 69 wins with no losses. He stands six feet tall, weighing in at 195 pounds, fighting out of Las Vegas, Nevada, USA, presenting the undisputed RHB champion, the King, Matthew Klein Welcome back, welcome back guys. I apologize for being on a hiatus, but we are back. Welcome to episode number six of the Matthew Klein Cater podcast. This is your host, the one, the only, Matthew Klein Cater. Appreciate the in, uh, the new intro we got here. Have to give a shout out to President Donald Trump. I know there's a lot of people that dislike him. I have nothing against the guy. I'm voting for the guy. There are some things I don't like that he does, but I choose him because he's promoting freedom and liberty. And of course, Dana White. Thank you, Dana White. Uh, I love Dana White. Got nothing bad to say about him. And uh, I appreciate the other uh, individuals that spoke on the new intro. With that being said, um, you know, I just want to let you guys know, I'm sorry, you know, I've been, I haven't been here, but it's just been crazy, guys. I don't know how many of you guys have children, but 
when if you do have kids you'll you'll relate to what I'm saying if you don't have kids you will understand one day as you guys know my second son was born on July 30th um, so about five six weeks ago and to say I'm happy would be an understatement it was the best second best day in my life my first best day was my first son Duke was born and the second best day was when uh, my son Brock was born. Brock Colson Cater was born on July 30th. He was born in my favorite month of the year, which was so cool. It was literally the end of the month. He just made it. And um, Duke's in August, so it's cool that they're both summer babies because I'm born in the winter time, and I'm so happy my sons are born in the summer. And I'm just so happy, man. To, to me, my two sons is better than me having all the money in the world. If someone told me, hey, I'm going to give you $100 billion or your two sons, you have to choose. You can, if you take the $100 billion, you can never have your two boys. I would say, I want my two boys. So that's going to tell you how valuable my two boys are to me. Um, and if you're a real man and you don't have a dream and vision of having uh, a boys and a family, I don't know what to tell you. But that's it's in in life. It's all about having your legacy pursue further. And my sons, I'm gonna instill everything in me into them and have them learn from all my mistakes so they can be even more successful than I was. They should be better than me in every facet of life because I'm going to teach them everything. And if they're better than me, that doesn't mean I wasn't good. That means I'm giving them wisdom and knowledge so they have to be better than their dad. And the same thing goes for them and my grandkids. I'm building a legacy, a foundation. Because I didn't get that. I got that. My dad, he gave me a lot of, he gave me a lot of wisdom. But I'm saying like his dad didn't do that. We don't have a legacy generation. My dad is starting off from my dad and me. And it's going to go with my sons now. And... You know, my dad's dad, he was an idiot, and, you know, that's, it is what it is, that's what, how it was, but I'm just happy to build my, my family and my, um, my lineage the way I want it to be made. So with that being said, today is September 11th, 2020. So it's the anniversary of 9-11-01. So 19 years ago today, the towers were hit by um, two airplanes. And I remember this day vividly. I, uh, guys, I've, I'm, I'm, I've said this to you before, but I have a photogenic memory. That is what has made me successful in my life. I was blessed with that ability. And there are a lot of moments in my life, a lot, 
that I remember vividly. And 9-11-01, I remember vividly. But I, during that moment, I did not understand how important that moment was. Believe it or not, I did not know. So, I had just graduated from high school. I was um, just graduated that, that summer. So, and this was in obviously September. So school had been out for a couple months now. I was done with high school. And I was planning to take the year off. So I was just enjoying sleeping in. I always loved to sleep in. And it's funny now, I'm a grown ass man. And it's what, five, almost five in the morning, quarter to five. And I've been up since three. I woke up at three. I'm getting like three to four hours of sleep. I'll get back to that in a minute. But so I love sleeping in. And my dad came, my dad was home. It was just, I was sleeping, my brothers were at school, and my dad was home, I think my mom was at work, and so it was just me and my dad, my dad comes into my, off, my office, I'm in my office right now, my dad comes into my bedroom, and he goes, hey, uh, get up, you gotta see these, the planes are hitting the World Trade Center, and I'm like, who cares, and I, Literally said, whatever, who cares? And I went back to sleep. So when you're a kid, you know, 17, 18-year-old kid, 17 at the time, 17-year-old kid, why, you know, you don't think about that. Like, you, you start thinking, in my head, the first thought in my mind is, well, I'm sure planes hit buildings all the time, you know? So you don't even understand how you know, crazy that was, like history was being made, and like I said, I didn't even understand that, so in the moment, I really, not, even a day after, a year after, I still, it took probably like a year, two years to really realize, dude, that was a fucking big deal, maybe, I don't know if it was, maybe, probably a year, within that year, then, because they talked about it so much, and you heard more stories about like, okay, this is a big deal. Planes don't just hit buildings all the time. So, um, so yeah, so that was, uh, like I said, I remember that moment being in bed, my dad telling me about it and me saying, who cares and going back to sleep. So, uh, you know, uh, like I said, um, 19 years later, um, uh, it's crazy. I can't believe it's been 19 years. It's unbelievable. But, uh, yeah, so I guess just uh, you never know, you know, with life. You just got to be positive, work hard, and, you know, be consistent because you never know what's going to happen. But you got to have a positive outlook. And that's how, I, that's, that is what I preach to have a positive outlook because right now what's going on in the world, it's a lot of negativity. It's a lot of bullshit and you got to mute it out and they literally will not leave you alone. And because if you try to watch sports, they're putting the negativity in your face. If you try to do 
um, you go on social media, the negativity is in your face. So, how do we overcome this? Well, I don't like, I don't watch sports. I used to follow some basketball just from social media. I literally have blocked every single basketball page because there's algorithms and the whole thing, everything's a fucking algorithm. An algorithm is a formula that's created to show you the things that you're interested in on your feeds. So when I, when the algorithm has seen I like basketball, so then these things are just coming up nonstop on my explore page and, you know, just whatever way they want to tar retarget me, it's going to pop up. So I had to block it all out because basketball has gotten so bad with the Black Lives Matter bullshit. And it, when I say Black Matters bullshit, that doesn't mean I don't like black people. I love, I am more black than some black people and I got a lot of black friends. So it's nothing to do with that. I've discussed this on the LeBron James podcast. I don't like the movement. I don't support it. It's a Marxist movement and I'm not about it. But... And there's just a lot of negativity. I don't like, you know, them kneeling for the flag, trying to destroy the country. They're trying to destroy religion. And it's bullshit. So, so I'm trying to stay away from it. So what I do is, I'm, man, I, I'm, I was, grew up in the 90s. So I, I go watch shit from the 90s. I watch basketball from the 90s. Watch, you know, fucking, I, you guys know I love wrestling, like WWF and WCW, I watched that shit in, in the 90s, and I just stay, stay away from it, and I just follow technology, technologies, there's no politics, so you just see why the politics are happening, they're moving the way they are because of technology, the, the technology is becoming so sophisticated that we have to have a change, and they have to create the, the, the things that they're doing through, you know, creating the Black Lives Matter movement, it's just a way to destroy the country. It's an engineered collapse. Money's going to change the way we, you know, um, you know, spend money and value money. We're not going to be valuing dollars in the future, the cryptocurrencies of the future. Um, we don't need police because... They want to fucking put cameras everywhere and basically become like China. I, I, you know, I have this guy. Um, I'm trying to get him on a podcast. He's a follower of mine on Instagram. He lives in China, and he was telling me about... I already knew this, but he was, he, it was cool to actually speak to someone in China because I, I don't know. I've never spoken to someone that lives there from their perspective and, and what it's like to live there. But he was saying, like, there's cameras everywhere. And everywhere you go, there's cameras. So you can't rob anyone or kill anyone. If you, you can, but they're going to find you. It's, you know, it's, it's not going to be easy to do anything like that. But they want to do that stuff here. They want to change everything. But they cannot do that without destroying the country. They got to destroy the Constitution, say it's too old. And like I said, you guys know me. You guys know where I stand. I'm very scared of destroying the Constitution because if they're going to make up new laws, what are, you, what are they going to do? We're going to have more curfews and lockdowns and all this nonsense. I'm not for it. 
I'd rather keep the Constitution intact and try to introduce your new laws and just get them passed as you would any other law. But, like I said, there's just so much technology that's coming in. So when I say this is an engineered collapse, COVID-19, coronavirus, the bullshit, this is just a way to get where they want to get to. These things happen in stages and phases because this is a systematic implementation of the fall of the republic and the rise of the corporation in the U.S. Every major event is a step in the ladder to achieve that end. COVID-19 is another rung in the ladder, which is why there is a deliberate mixing in the word play. This is not quarantine. When they're quarant telling people to quarantine, quarantine is for individuals who are verified sick. This, guys, is called house arrest, mandated by the state. And let me tell you how the state works. I'm going to use my state as an example. Nevada. We got a lot of casinos here, okay? And wherever you live, there's some type of business. I'm going to guess Walmart, which are the most powerful business in your state. And Walmart has, is definitely powerful even in Nevada. And they're all on the same page. If Walmart, the casinos, every big business, they pay tax dollars to the state and they basically fund the state for whatever the fuck they need because their tax dollars fund the state. If the state shuts down the casinos or the Walmarts or whatever, and the Walmart didn't shut down, so let's say the casinos, you shut down the casinos, now the state loses revenue. Now, you have to think about this. Why would the state shut down a business that brings them revenue? It's not to keep anyone safe, okay? In the perspective of Nevada and most, almost every single business, but we'll stick to casinos. Casinos have unions. They need to get rid of the unions. So they're going to have to take five steps backward to take ten steps forward. So if they lose revenue, the state's going to lose revenue, casinos going to lose revenue, they can go to the unions, renegotiate their contracts, start letting people go, and this will give them the future of using artificial intelligence. Example, Walmart. If they can justify that we have to have less people here because of quarantine and to prevent people from getting sick, they also have unions. The, the employees are a part of unions. They can also go in and get people, you know, negotiate with the union to release more employees. If they just come out and say, hey guys, we have artificial intelligence, meaning we're going to basically 
tag everything up with cameras so that if anybody comes in here, grabs something and off the shelf, it's going to charge them and now we don't need any more employees. All the employees are going to be outraged and say, you're getting rid of our jobs. So they have to justify firing people and to say we're trying to keep people safe. So there's a, you guys got to go look it up. I don't know, I'm going to, because I don't know who's listening to this podcast, how educated you are, so I have to keep it very basic so everybody understands. So you guys got to go look up, there's a store in Seattle, it's an Amazon Go store. You basically check in with your phone, you walk in, it's a cashierless store, cashless uh, store, that you just go in, you grab what you want, and it'll charge you automatically your Amazon account. They've been testing this for years. And they're, the 5G is going to allow them to introduce this nationwide in every store and every business. So with the social distancing, this is forced isolation. They're telling people it's safer at home, which is bullshit. And I'm, I'm blessed to have an amazing large home. So if they want to lock, say, don't go anywhere, I don't give a fuck. Because the only thing I, don't, I haven't built in here is a full, like, a big-ass gym, and that's next. And once I have that, I don't need to go anywhere. The only people I'm afraid of, or not afraid of, but um, I feel bad and concerned about are my boys. Because my son's he's going to preschool. He's in a private school. And... That just sucks if they don't get engagement, you know? And because that's the whole thing. You talk social distancing. Children don't, you don't, you can't be distancing children, okay? And I'm 100% against that. Kids need to be social. So, you know, people, you know, some people don't have the adequate necessities to fill their needs by being stuck in their home like I am. I understand that. And I feel bad for these people. Man, I, I love, man, I love to help people. And maybe it's, an, I don't do as much monetary-wise, but at least if I can help people with motivation, positivity, I love to do that because um, some people are not as blessed as I am. So... And it's sad to see on social media, I'm seeing a lot of people or articles of people losing their minds, locked up in their house, committing suicide, and it's, it's all from a bullshit disease. They're, they're killing people, and they're, these people are not dying from coronavirus, they're killing people from them shut, making them locked in their house and losing their mind, and, and dividing families. They try to kill thousands of businesses by that shutdown that they did. Yeah, they did a little payment protection plan, but I can assure you there'll be another shutdown. They're trying to destroy the mom and pop businesses. And you know who gets stronger through all of this? It's the Amazons and the Walmarts. There's a lot of talk of the new normal this is the new bullshit. This is the creation of a new world. This is the domestication of humans. Having them start living in fear, having them of constant fear of contaminations and wearing masks, this is not normal. 
This is bullshit attempt to cause chaos to increase the crime rate, create a demand, a demand for change. And this is going to be a change in just the, not just the president. They want to change the country, destroy the Constitution. It's not about Trump. It's not about Biden. Trump is the fall guy. This is a simulation. The corporations run this country, and what they want will happen. Nobody's going to save it, I can assure you. The social distancing is a beta test for artificial intelligence takeover. They can't just come out and say, hey, sorry, you guys are fired. Robots are taking your jobs because robots are much smarter than you. Everyone would riot and fight the establishment. So they have to create the fake disease to make you fearful so you willfully leave your jobs and then sensationalize each and every story that furthers their agenda. The new artificial intelligence will change the world. Retail stores will all become 24 hours. They will work on facial recognition. If you don't believe me, then go to Amazon Go like I said. You just look it up. To really launch this new digital way of life, cameras will not properly work if there is a large amount of people in close proximity. They will function the best with the six feet space to determine who is who. If there is a real pandemic, why is there rigged test results? Why when you go to Google and you type three numbers, three digit numbers, and put cases, you're going to get a multitude of articles showing you that number of cases that you put in. And it says coronavirus cases. Why? It's not a coincidence. Why is there 80% false positive test results? Why are there people who have no symptoms being tested as positive and asymptomatic? Why are there manipulated death certificates? Why? Because this is all manipulation. It's an algorithm. They, they don't shut down marijuana dispensaries. They shut down gyms. No promotion of being healthy. They're, it's, they're just trying to instill fear in you. They're trying to make us like the dog. They're trying to domesticate humans, like to become dogs, scared dogs. The government is supposed to work for us. But now they're in charge. Calling the shots without even allowing anyone to vote on any of these acts of you know, shutdowns and lockdowns and etc. Uh, so, I don't know. Thank you for listening to the Matthew Klein Cater podcast. 